Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. All right, and just before we finish for this morning, I just wanted to take a couple of minutes really quickly to just remind us all of why we celebrate Christmas. I think most of us have a handle on what we're celebrating when we celebrate Christmas, right? Whether you come to church every Sunday or whether you pop your head in and out a couple of times a year or or whether this is the first time you've been in church in a long time, I think most of us understand what we're celebrating at Christmas time. Most of us would go, yeah, I know that Christmas is a time where Christians celebrate the birth of Jesus. Uh, Most of us probably have a handle on the fact that Jesus was born in a manger, if you lived in the Western world at all and you've seen Christmas movies and you know, nativity scenes and things like that, you can't see a picture of baby Jesus in a bassinet without there being straw everywhere and some cow's face in the picture. So most of us probably knew that. And most of us probably know that Jesus was born to a girl called Mary. Right? The Bible says that uh, Mary was obviously old enough to have a baby. And the Bible says she wasn't married, but she was engaged And then the Bible makes a very big point about clarifying for us that even though she was engaged, she had not yet done some of the things that married couples like to do for fun, like skiing or other things like that, (laughs) right? That's a very important part of the story. And so an angel turns up to Mary and he says, yo, you're going to have a baby. And Mary says what I think any of us would have said with our own intimate personal knowledge of our history, she would have said, I don't think so, Tim. She said, unless I have manifestly misunderstood the baby-making process, I don't think I am. And the angel said, no, you are. Don't worry about how it's going to work. God will take care of that, but you are going to have a baby. And a few months go by, and then it becomes obvious to everybody around Mary that Mary has a baby inside of her tummy, and her fiancé hears about it, and he has a similar thought process. Unless I have manifestly misunderstood the baby-making process, I feel like I should have been there for part of it. And so he makes up his mind to say goodbye to Mary, just on the down low, just quietly, not to make a scene, but just to say, "I, I don't think so, Mary, because he was under the opinion that Mary had been busy. And so the angel comes to Joseph, her fiancé, in a dream, and he says, don't say goodbye to Mary. Mary hasn't been busy. God's been busy. (laughs) And she has a baby inside of her tummy that is no ordinary baby. That baby is going to save the world. And so I think that most of us We know that story, most of us, in some way. We might not know it in all the details, but we are aware of it. Most of us understand what we're celebrating when we celebrate Christmas. But a far more interesting question to ask, a far more uh, interesting question with interesting answers is not what do we celebrate when we celebrate Christmas, but why do we celebrate it? Because let's be honest, Since Jesus was born a couple of thousand years ago, there have been billions of babies born, and we don't get all excited about those. I mean, my wife and I have had three of them. Well, my wife has. I watched and played video games on my iPad. But my point is that 
You guys don't get all excited about my kids' birthdays. Your bosses don't give you the day off on my kids' birthdays. Shops don't do 50% sales the day after my kids' birthdays. Movie companies don't try and time their movie releases around my kids' birthdays. The world doesn't grind to a halt on my kids' birthdays as much as you wish it would. Why do we care so much about a birthday from 2,000 years ago? It's because of what we know Jesus grew up to do for us. The Bible says that Jesus grew up and he died on a cross for us. The whole reason that Jesus came was to live so that he could die for us. I'll tell you something that you might not know. I'm not perfect. I'll just let the shock settle. (laughs) All all, all the guests are like, really? And all the people that go here are like, yeah, he's right. (laughs) Now, what? I'm not perfect. Just tell my daughter, I'm not perfect. Did you know that? Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Yeah, I, I, I do things wrong. Right? I make mistakes. A lot of the mistakes that I make, I make by accident. I don't know that I've made the mistakes until somebody in the church points out to me that I have, which is always very helpful. But a lot of my mistakes, more than I would care to admit, are what I would call on-purpose mistakes. The mistakes that I do knowing they're a mistake. The wrong decisions I make knowing it's a wrong decision. Sometimes I say the wrong thing, and I know before the words come out of my mouth that it's the wrong thing to say, but it's just so satisfying to say it. You ever found yourself in a situation where you're just like, and you're like, I regret nothing. (laughs) Sometimes I do the wrong thing, and I know it's the wrong thing to do even before I do it, but I'm like, it just feels so good to do it like this now. I'll let future Josh worry about consequences. I suffer from a horrible condition, which is terminal, called humanness. I think you might have heard of it. You might even suffer from it yourself. It's this, it's this inability to live our life without making mistakes. It's just part of who we are. And one of the problems that come with being human is that we make mistakes. And one of the problems that come with making mistakes is that we have to take on board the consequences for our mistakes. And so over our lifetime, we pick up all sorts of horrible stuff like uh, you know, anxiety and stress and fear. And we pick up selfishness and we pick up bitterness and unforgiveness and greed and lust and all these horrible things that combine to make our life much harder than it needs to be. Now, I'll tell you something, and this might be difficult to accept. This might be something you don't like. This might even be something that you go, that offends me. But one of the things I've learned in my life is that, unfortunately, the truth is not relative to how I feel about it. As much as I would love to be able to say, I don't like that, therefore it's not true, it doesn't work like that, does it? I mean, something's true or it's not true, how I feel about it doesn't really matter. So just because I don't like something doesn't mean it's not true. Just because something offends me doesn't mean it's not true. Just because I struggle to accept something doesn't mean it's not true. Case in point, a couple of weeks ago, I shaved off my beard. I used to have a beard. And the reason I had a beard is because I'm very much of the opinion that I look better with a beard than without a beard. Something about my face just looks better covered up, I think. (laughs) And so I've had a beard for a long time. And then the other day, my wife told me that, asked me that uh, I should ask me to shave my beard, but she did it in a way that wives do it, which was not negotiable. (laughs) And I pushed back a little bit because I said, I 
I'm concerned, honey, that I won't look as good without the beard because I feel like my beard's hiding a lot of my overweight issues. And if I shave it off, it'll just, everyone will see. And, and She said, no, 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 you'll be fine. And then I came to church and I got a lot of feedback from different people. And it's fair to say I was vindicated. <laughs> just a word of advice. It's very hard to say to someone, you look better before without sounding like you're saying, you look worse now. And none of you managed to pull it off. Some of you need to work on your feedback styles. Jacob. Jacob didn't say anything, just burst out laughing and walked off. And I would have gone after him, but he walked into the men's toilets. And I was like, I'm not going and following a guy in there. But so I, sh- I shaved it off. And not even, I'm not even joking, two days ago, I shaved it again because I'm like, well, that's what I do now. And, and I came out and my wife said, ah, you shaved. And I said, yeah, because it grows back to how it works. And she said, hmm, maybe you should let it grow out a little bit. I was like, what? What? I said, I, I told you that. Are you saying, she said, I'm not saying you look better. I'm like, yes, you are. That's what you're saying. You're trying not to say it because you know that makes me right and you wrong. But it's what you're saying. And I came out, I said this to the guys last Sunday. I came out and I said to Jess, who's nine, hey, what do you think? And she goes, makes your nose look bigger. (laughs) That offended me. But how many people know it doesn't make it not true? (laughs) The truth is, you put a photo up on the screen of me next to a photo of Tally from Sesame Street, you can't tell us apart. Just because it offended me doesn't mean it wasn't true. I was hanging out with Harrison the other day, my son, and we were having a yarn. Just out of the blue, he says, hey, Dad, who do you think is going to die first, you or Mum? I said, I don't know. He looks at me and goes, I think it'll be you. <laughs> what? what Why? Why? That, I found that difficult to accept. I didn't like that when I asked him to explain it a bit more. What the heck, man? He said, well, because you're older. And, you know, the truth is, statistically, men don't live as long as women. Statistically. So even if Liz and I were born on the same day, I'm more likely to die before she does. And so I'm years older than she is. So, yes, he's right. It will probably be me. I don't like that doesn't change the truth. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's not true. So the truth is that we go through life and we pull all this stuff into our life. We pull in all this junk, all this gunk, all this bad stuff, because we're humans. And here's the part that might be hard to accept, but that doesn't mean it's not true. All this stuff that we bring into our life separates us from God. You might not like it. You might struggle to accept it. You might even say, that offends me. Doesn't mean it's not true. I think it's true. And I think if you lay down all of your objections and just felt with your heart, you'd feel in here that actually I think Josh is right. All that stuff separates us from God. But here's the good news, and I'll finish with this. I'll get the band to jump back up. The good news is that God loved us so much that he was not prepared to let that slide. He was not prepared to say, ah, you know what, I've got all these people that are separated from me. He said, I'm not having it. And so God came up with a plan, and I didn't have time to go into all the details of how it worked and, you know, all this sort of substantiation, all this stuff that you can talk to me about. If you want to talk to me about it, come and see me afterwards and say, hey, help me understand that a bit more. But the short end of the stick 
is that God sent his son, Jesus. Jesus was born on what we celebrate as Christmas Day. He grew up and he died on a cross for our sins. And so all of that junk, all of the gunk, all of the rubbish that we collect over our life that separates us from God, Jesus said, I'll take all of it. And when I die, it dies with me. And so now there is nothing that can separate us from God's love. I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what you're doing today. I don't care what you will do tomorrow or the next day. Nothing can ever separate you from God's love ever again. Jesus gave his life for us and that life started on Christmas morning. That is why we celebrate Christmas because Jesus was not just another baby born. He was the saviour of the world. I want you to know this as we head out this morning and bounce on the castle. And I'm going to bounce on the castle. I don't know what the weight limit is, but best not to ask and then just plead ignorance. Bounce on the castle, eat some sausages, do some snow cones. I want you to go home and I want you to celebrate Christmas with your family. And I want you to remember that this is all because Jesus came into our world so that he could die for us. So that we never, ever, ever have to worry about being separated from his love ever again.